the fat cat sat. Here is the entry I wrote in my English journal on October 8th. I remember when I was eight and my mom was about to give birth to Jeffrey. My grandfather gave me a big pep talk on the way to the hospital. Well, muscles. Yes, he really did call me that. This is your big day. My big day? Why is it my big day, Grandpa? Come on, Stephen. It's not every day you become a big brother, and you are going to be very, very important from now on. This was startling news to me. Very important? Why? I'm not a mom. I'm not even a dad. I'm not even nine yet. I still have baby teeth, even. You're going to be very important because you are going to be your new baby's protector. Really? Yes, you are. Your baby isn't going to know all the things you know or be strong like you are or anything. And you are going to be very important to this baby because you're not the mommy or the daddy. You're the big brother and the baby is going to love you and need you so much. And for about 10 or 15 minutes there in the car, I felt great. I remember thinking, wow, a protector. Not everybody gets to be a protector. I'm going to be like Robin Hood. I might even get to wear a badge. Then Grandpa nosed his huge Chevy Impala into a parking space at the hospital. By the time we got upstairs to the maternity ward and I saw the balloons, the flowers everywhere, and my three other grandparents crowded around an incubator crying and smiling like they just won the Powerball lotto, I was having second thoughts about this whole protector gig. Still, though, I have always protected Jeffrey. When he was three and fell on a stick in our driveway, I was the one who took him inside and got a Band-Aid and his boo-boo bunny. When his little best friend, Alex, tried to push him off of the swing set last year, I got in trouble for pulling Alex down and screaming in his face until my mom dragged me away. Even when Jeffrey had a big asthma attack and had to be hospitalized overnight when he was one, I stood right next to his bed and held his hand for what seemed like hours and hours until he fell asleep. Then in the middle of the night when he woke up scared, I crawled into his bed with him, and our parents found us that way in the morning. I haven't always liked being the protector, but I think I have taken the job pretty seriously overall. So how come when I wasn't looking, Jeffy got cancer? The journal topic that day I later learned was discuss your favorite character in Huckleberry Finn. The thing I couldn't believe was how this cancer thing turned the whole planet upside down in one day. I mean, it turns out that Jeffrey had to have been sick for a while without us knowing it. When my mom got him to the emergency room and the nurse took his temperature, it was a little over a hundred. The nurse asked him how he felt and he told her that he knew he had a fever and that his parts had been hurting for a long time. Meanwhile, his nose just kept bleeding and bleeding. The regular ER doctor must have thought this looked a bit unusual, so he called in a pediatrician. My mom told us that night that she couldn't believe what the pediatrician told Jeffrey to do next. Please walk over to the desk there and get me a tissue. My mom was thinking, my child is bleeding profusely and you want him to get you a tissue? But Jeffrey got right up and started walking toward the main desk of the ER. My mom said she suddenly noticed that Jeffrey was limping. As she told us this, after Jeffrey was already upstairs in bed, she started to weep. How did I not notice this? 
Why did I need a doctor to show me? How long has he been limping? How long has my baby been limping around with a fever while I was too busy grading papers and making dinner to even look at my Jeffy? My dad, who wasn't looking too composed either, came over and put his arm around her. He didn't say anything, though, so I chimed in. Mom, we were all too busy to notice. It's not just you. He even told me this morning that he was cold and his parts hurt, and I just thought he was Jeffrey being Jeffrey. I was bummed that he interrupted my practicing to ask for breakfast. My own brother, and all he wanted was some oatmeal. Now I was getting truthfully, a bit weepy myself. See what I mean about cancer turning everything upside down? This pity festival went on for at least another hour, with each of us pretty much just saying over and over that this was somehow our fault. Now let's face it, I'm smart enough to know logically that Jeffrey didn't get sick because I stole change from his piggy bank when he was three and bought Tic Tacs for my whole class with it. But for some reason, on that first horrible night, it seemed as though everything I ever did to Jeffrey had probably caused some horrible genetic damage. And now there we were, confessing our sins. Finally, I asked my parents what was going to happen next. They told me that my mom would be taking Jeffy to Philadelphia, an hour and a half away, first thing in the morning for some medical tests. So he might not even have cancer, right? If the experts are in Philly, these local doctors are probably wrong pretty often. And then tomorrow night, you'll come back, right? And you'll tell us all it was a mistake. My dad chimed in. Anything's possible, son. But mom wasn't in a mood for optimism. We won't be coming back tomorrow night, Stephen. What do you mean you won't be coming back tomorrow night? What about Jeffrey's school? If he misses two days of kindergarten in a row, he'll probably miss, like, a whole letter of the alphabet. And what if it's a vowel? Then he'll have this huge problem with reading. He'll read the fat cat sat, but he'll think it says the fit kit sit. Very funny, Stephen. And what about your work, Mom? Both of my parents got really, really quiet all of a sudden, and I knew this was not a good sign. Finally, my dad spoke. Mom might not be working for a while. But what? But why? How did... Stephen, I had a long talk with my principal today. There's a pretty good chance I'll be taking some time off of work. Well, Mom, you were pretty busy today. She looked away. I guess because I was nervous, I started to recap the day's events out loud. So, okay, here's October 7th with the Alper family. Wake up as normal people. Younger son gets nosebleed. Older son goes to school. Dad goes to work. Younger son goes to emergency room. Younger son allegedly has cancer. Mom quits job. Mom and younger son get ready to skip town. Father and older son stand around like idiots and prepare to buy a huge supply of what? TV dinners? Please calm down, Stephen. We are all going to have a big adjustment to make. Adjustment? Adjustment? Getting a new car is an adjustment. Switching math classes is an adjustment. Finding out your brother has leukemia, supposedly, and that your mom is now unemployed and that they're running off to a city in the morning, leaving you and your father to starve to death alone is not an adjustment. Stephen, this isn't about you. How do you think your brother feels right now? 
Then we had another one of those new despairing silences until I had to ask a question that somehow hadn't occurred to me. Um, Mom, how much does Jeffy know? It turned out that Jeffrey knew he might be pretty sick. Try cauterizing a kid's gushing nose with a heat gun without him figuring out that something is up. But he didn't understand too much about the details. My mom hadn't wanted to worry him prematurely. When she told him that he would have to go with her to the big city in the morning to see another doctor, all he had asked was, will Stephen come too? This was the one piece of information that put me over the edge. I started crying, but when my mom started coming over to hug me, I ran upstairs for bed. If I had known that this would basically be the last time I'd have both parents paying attention to me at once, I probably would have taken the hug. I could hear my parents talking for a long, long time before I fell asleep, but nobody came up to check on me. Jeffrey groaned in his sleep once or twice in the next room, but never woke up. I was alone. I counted the little glowing stars on my ceiling, revisited my argument with Annette, played drum beats on a huge imaginary drum set in my head, and then realized one last thing I hadn't thought about since I'd walked in the door after school, and I muttered it to myself in the darkness. Guess what, Mom? I'm going to be the star of my spring concert. <laughs>